This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. I am excited to announce that we have a new Happily Ever After Wine Club membership that gives you six bottles of wine uh, delivered at the frequency of your choice. So monthly, bi-monthly, or quarterly. Uh, it's free shipping forever. And on your first shipment alone, you're saving nearly $100 on, on your six bottles of wine. So it's really fantastic wine. Uh, so don't wait. Go now at hitchedmag.com and click on the Wine Club link. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Why, thank you, and the same to you and all of our listeners. And all of you listeners, Happy New Year, and um, we today we're going to be talking about boredom and how it can spell danger for your marriage. And, uh, you know, it's a new year, fresh start, you hopefully are inspired to do really great things um, and got that little bit of, you know, that new year mojo going. Um, So we're going to talk about boredom in your marriage um, and how you can combat that a little bit. Uh, So, you know, you think of boredom as an innocuous feeling, you know, you're bored. So what Uh, you you turn on the tube or or browse the web, no big deal, except uh, that you say, Dr. Noel, that boredom can lead to trouble in your marriage. How so? Well, there's boredom and there's boredom. In other words, Steve, <laughs> there's a kind of boredom that's momentary. You know, uh, I don't really like what I'm doing right now. I don't like what I have to do. I'm bored. So I'll turn my attention to something else. So, for example, you're sitting in traffic. Okay. You can't go anywhere. You've already vented your frustration. So now you're bored. You tune into a talk show, you tune into a sports channel, you, something, anything, right, uh-huh. to divert your attention. And that's fine. That is absolutely normal. And that kind of boredom, Steve, holds no danger for your relationship, none whatsoever. But there is another kind of boredom that does. Okay. Actually, there are a couple of boredoms that spell trouble. And the first one would be boredom with, of all things, work. Okay. And so uh, boredom with work, how – I mean, how can that cause problems with your marriage? If you're just uh, coasting in your job, wouldn't that free up your time and energy, f- uh, at least more of it, for your marriage and relationships? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, see, most people don't like feeling bored. And, and I'm talking about the kind of situation where, let's say, you're in a job that's okay, for example, but not particularly challenging, and yet you're stuck there for any number of reasons, usually uh-huh. your paycheck and, you know, it's like the economy and everything else. Sure. And so the upshot is you're bored. And the human being needs a certain amount of stimulation. We all think we would we would thrive if we just go to a beach and lay there and do nothing, but that's not true. With study after study after study has shown that we need a certain amount of stimulation. That's mental stimulation, emotional, physical, in order to be satisfied. So, If you're not getting enough stimulation at work, which is where the boredom set in, your Mm -hmm. first thought may not, Steve, be to invest in your relationship. 
See, your first <laughs> thought, not even, not even particularly conscious, okay? Yeah, okay. It might be, what can I do to get unbored? And often, the most obvious, easy way to get a little stimulation is to flirt. Uh, but okay. what may start as a little innocuous flirtation can easily become, as we well know and have talked about before, a sticky situation. Um, so, I mean, is, are there any studies out there that show um, dissatisfaction or boredom with work, with um, like workplace infidelity or cheating, or is this just a uh, like a solid anecdote of you know when you got nothing else to do, you're going to start winking across the cubicle aisle? You just said it perfectly. When you got nothing else to do, you're going to start winking, and it's not even necessarily conscious or willful it's just what's the nearest thing it's like going to the refrigerator and pulling out the pint of haagen mm-hmm. it's what's the nearest thing to kind of goosing me up and that unfortunately is is one of the easiest that's it it's it's almost knee-jerk um it doesn't make us bad or anything like that it, it's like an automatic I I, re- I had a job once uh, where I worked in a like a manufacturing plant, and I would sit on the line for you know eight hours drilling a hole, and <laughs> it was the most mind-numbing job of all time. And I remember I you know bored out of my mind, and uh, I remember I couldn't wait for coffee breaks just to do something different to just pour a little coffee and my cup was like the most exciting part of my day so i can imagine if uh i you know if there was like other better opportunities to keep me distracted um that might be tempting absolutely and people don't do it with the thought of oh yay i'm going to be unfaithful to my spouse sure that's not what's going on what's yeah. going on is exactly what you said i've been sitting here drilling this thing for hour after hour and i'm going out of my mind with boredom yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, boredom with work is one possible source of trouble. What's, uh, what's the solution here then? As, as you know, we always go for the solution because what good are we otherwise, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awareness, frankly, Steve, awareness is the key. In other words, if you find yourself bored at work, look for stimulation related to your work, not for you know, the, the hottie across the way or the the coffee or the Haggadahs or whatever. Maybe this is the time to take some classes and improve mm. your skill set or some seminars or online discussions or whatever. Maybe this is the time to assess your situation more thoroughly. Could you get that promotion if you really went for it? What could you offer to your job, to your department that would make a difference? In other words, could you, sitting there on that assembly line, dream up some way to make it go faster, better, farther, or whatever? In other words, to think if the place where the boredom is setting in is in your workplace, then look in your workplace for what can I do to challenge myself, since obviously your workplace isn't doing it for you. Yeah. Okay. So so the key is not to look outside your work uh, if, you're, if you're bored with your job, uh, but to focus on getting more stimulation from the job itself. Absolutely. Or taking that, that broader look, you know, taking that step back we talk about fairly often to, okay, if I'm this bored, maybe this ain't the place for me. And maybe as much as I love this paycheck, it's time to look around and see if there's a way I can enhance who I am in the, in the work world and get out and go do something that's much more stimulating to me 
So, so I mean, you can if if you you're finding that there is no upward mobility, or if there's just no challenging role for you within your company, you can you know rather than looking across uh, the office and seeing what's available, you can begin to do a, perhaps just a new job search, and you know the economy's turning around. Exactly. Maybe maybe think about gaining a new you mentioned going you know maybe a little bit of retraining or new training mm-hmm. um and, and another idea i was having as you're talking noel is uh now that the economy's turning around we've averted the fiscal cliff and all that other stuff and uh you know mm-hmm. companies are a lot more um optimistic i guess uh you know at least the stock market's showing that today about things turning around finally and maybe your boss is finally uh, willing, you know, because a lot of that uncertainty is is gone now. Uh, that they're mm-hmm. willing to reinvest in in you and your other coworkers. Exactly. And if you it, exactly like you were saying, if you're proactive about it, like you know, I was really thinking this is the way that our industry is going. Uh, you know, rather than bringing some from the outside, like I would be interested in being retrained to do exactly. this or something. So, um, mm-hmm. exactly. You you mentioned and so it's kind of yes. I just just want to put something in there. Is we often think that we're bored because of stuff going on outside of us, uh-huh. right? Like work is boring, whatever. The tube is boring. Yeah, traffic yeah. is boring, and that is actually precisely the moment to look inside of yourself and say, okay, let me take responsibility for my boredom and unbore myself mm. with something that is growth producing and eventually will be relationship enhancing. That's a great. Uh, that's a great point because you're right. When, when when we have something like that going on, we do always look to the outside rather to to the inside. So I think that's mm-hmm. a great point. Uh, you know, at the beginning of this episode, you mentioned that there were more than one sources of boredom. Uh, what what's the other? Well, this one isn't going to be fun to hear, but it's when you're bored with yourself. <laughs> uh, looking inward <laughs> no, again. I kid you not. Yep. It's like everything seems rote to you. You know, you do the same things every day, see the same people every day, go to the same places every day. You're bored. And too often, since we do tend to look outside, is you think the problem is with your spouse. Mm. That's the closest, the thing that's that's closest to you. And it's a lot easier to blame someone else rather than yourself. And who's easier to blame than the person who's with you morning, noon, and night? So we make an unfortunate leap from I'm bored to must be you, dear. (laughs) And that's not a good leap. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you point that out, too, because when you look at statistics, divorce statistics and stuff, uh, you you begin to see people who get divorced, they have a repetitive pattern because they are always looking outward and never inward. Like, what what's the common denominator here? And, uh, you know, when when you're bored and you never correct that with yourself, the next person in your life is going to seem boring to you. And then the person following that is going to seem boring to you because it's going to be new and exciting for six months. And then, you know, you're going to get bored again. Why? Because it's you, not them. So that is a really great point. Um, So then I guess after you you have <laughs> blamed your spouse uh should you then start to blame yourself um i mean that doesn't sound like much of a solution here what so what can you do no no of course not steve it's not blame doesn't heal or solve everything yep. blame just spreads hurt so the answer is to revitalize yourself to feed yourself new ideas introduce yourself to new hobbies books people places foods whatever to get out of your ordinary what you do every day 
And there, there have been studies which show that the, the best way to break old habits, and boredom is a habit like anything else, mm-hmm. is to deliberately shake up your environment. I mean, it's the easiest thing to do. Just don't brush your teeth right after your shower. Brush your teeth before your shower. You know, it doesn't, yeah. almost doesn't matter what you shake up. But what you'll find is you'll get interested in life again, especially when you feed yourself with new hobbies, new books, new whatever. And with that will come renewed interest in your spouse. Why? Because you'll probably share those things with him or her. Frankly, Steve, you know, and I think some of our listeners know, that I I travel a lot. I travel whenever I can. I absolutely love to travel. But one of the reasons I do is because it opens me up to new people, to new ideas, to new places, and it rejuvenates me. And frankly, I come back with a lot more to offer to my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And... uh, when you're doing all this new stuff, is this something that you should uh, seek to do by yourself? And if your spouse um, wants to be included or if there's opportunity for them, then they should join? Or is this something that you should try to do as a couple? Or is that only if you know there's real true boredom within the relationship, not just you yourself are bored? I think that it's a combination. In other words, if you you know we're basically speaking to good relationships Mm -hmm. not sucky relationships right yeah and in a good relationship the spouses do tend to share whatever's going on with them so you know if if you say to your spouse you know i realize that i i kind of feel bored with myself so i'm i'm deciding to read this new genre do you know what steampunk is yeah go read some steampunk and your wife your spouse looks at you like excuse me And you go, ah, and so you read some and you share some and they laugh and maybe they get interested too. It's not terribly relevant. If they get interested too, that's great. What's important is that whatever you are in, in exploring is bring it to the couple. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Talk about it. And then your spouse, who is a, a unique individual in their own right, has the freedom to say, you know, that sounds kind of cool. I'd like to do some too or I'd like to read some too or or, you know, I'd like to go there with you or whatever. But it should never be, I don't think, a, all right, we are doing this together <laughs> because I am bored. That, yeah. that, you know, not good. Yeah, you know, my my wife and I uh, do a couple things where, um, you know, we both have lots of individual interests um, that aren't mutual interests per se uh but we do on occasion because some certain things become very important to us we will request that the other is uh involved you know maybe once a year in something that we're doing uh so it's not you know i know you do this you know four or five times a week uh but this one time a year i'd really like you to be involved in it and that seems to work out really well for us because we have this mutual understanding like this is really important i you know and and it i feel i find it gives me a better understanding of her and her interests and vice versa as you know, rather than let she do her own thing, and I never know what the hell it is. Right. No, that's very good, and that actually is is a much wider foundational base than simply the question of how to get on board. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's for marriage overall. Yeah. Um, so uh, now I have to think of well, I I'm not bored, but <laughs> I got, we were talking before <laughs> this thing started. We're you know doing our New Year's thing right now, and got a million things on the on the on the docket here um but uh 
Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of new. I, I my wife a couple of years, uh, like about two years ago, got me um, a, a digital keyboard because I've always wanted to play uh, piano or keyboard or whatever. And uh, I think this year I'm gonna just dedicate w- one night a week to to, to finally do it. I, I, oh, too I, cool. I've tinkered, you know, I've tinkered off and on, but I think this is the year. I think this is the year I actually, because yeah. I have to, I'm, I'm one of these people who I have to put it into my schedule. And if I don't, if yeah. it's not in my schedule, uh, there's no consistency to it. So, but I think that's true for most of us, especially as our lives are getting increasingly complicated. I mean, just keeping up with our own, you know, iPod, iPhone, iMac, uh, BlackBerry, Android, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. almost entails scheduling. So I think scheduling is something that assists and supports um, uh, the stuff we do in our relationships. Yeah. Um, so on that, Noel, um, I think we've given people uh, some some good ideas on how to combat boredom. Um, and I guess first and foremost, though, look toward yourself <laughs> if you're finding Absolutely. yourself bored um, rather than trying to figure out why everybody else around you is so boring. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? and, and if I can throw in a, a few last words here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we need to keep growing. Each mm-hmm. of us individually, if we aren't to get stagnant or bored, in other words, and you're much better off being proactive about it uh, rather than waiting around hoping something new and interesting will just drop in your lap, which is what we tend to do a lot of the time. Because too often that new and interesting thing that drops in your lap isn't good for your marriage or for yourself, like that casual, almost knee-jerk you know, flirtation that leads to uh, sticky stuff. Yeah, I think that's such a great point because uh, you mentioned it where people talk, you know, think and daydream about, oh, the day I can just go and lay out by the pool or by the beach all day long or whatnot. And I, f- and particularly with relationships, people will think, um, you know, I can't wait till I get married, and then you know, we're we finally get established, and I can just sit back and relax, and that's it. But that is like the death knell because. You yep. constantly need to do new things. You can't just sit back yep. and let life pass you by, as Ferris Bueller would point out. Um, so, I mean, I, that that is that is an excellent point. Um, uh, it, was there any other thing you would like to add before we wrap this wrap this episode up? Or, or, or nope i I think uh, I think our our listeners uh, got it. I think so too. I think so too. And if, if by the way, um, you are out there listening and you have some some ideas about how you cracked your uh, uh, boredom, let us know. Leave a leave a comment on our Facebook page or Google Plus or tweet us or any of that stuff. And uh, speaking of tweeting, you can find Noel. She's on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Um, if you haven't, if you're, you're tuning in for the first time, I know we got a lot of new listeners coming on all the time. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert. I apologize, Noelle. I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Um, she, uh, Noelle is a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, she also has a new one out um, for in the business uh, sector. Uh, it's a Kindle-only book. It's Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. You can get uh, more information all of her information at her website doc uh, i'm sorry 
noelnelson.com. I mentioned uh, Noel's Twitter handle at Dr. Noel Nelson. Um, you can also, of course, find all this stuff on Hitched. So it's hitchedmag.com. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for this first episode of uh, 2013. So thank you one last time, Noel. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Okay, happy new year to you, everybody out there, and uh, we'll do this again very soon. Take care. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.